Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to an episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Today we are reviewing a spooky movie. Only our second spooky movie, I think. I don't think I consider Nope a spooky movie. And as the film, <laughs> Halloween ends. Now, Ty, I will tell you here right now, you are not here in person. I am podcasting um, uh, compromised. Uh, got a little sick over the weekend. Feeling pretty better now. But I got the weirdest thing going on, Ty. So I think it's just like a sinus infection, sinitis, however you say that word. Uh, I just got a little cough, kind of getting all the phlegm out. I feel pretty good. But my ear, my left ear, it feels like it's had to pop like I went on an airplane for the last two and a half days. And it is the most miserable thing I think I've ever had. And it's not even in pain or anything. It's just pure inconvenience. Yeah, it's just like mildly annoying for like an extended amount of time. Yeah, it's just... All day, the last two and a half days, it just has felt like my ear, and it's because my sinuses are all jacked up. Uh, my ear has just felt mm-hmm. like it's had to pop. And yesterday, it actually did pop at one point. Um, it eventually, you know, got back to where it was. But when it did pop, dude, it was like it was so satisfying. It was like, oh my god. But um, so I got these headphones on, and I'm compromised. I just want you to know that. Okay, thank you. Now, how how do you think that condition affected your viewing experience? <laughs> um, well, I usually put captions on, anyways. Uh, Mm. I don't know. You probably could have watched this movie on mute and got the same experience, if I'm being honest. <laughs> no, yeah, you were probably fine. <laughs> um, Halloween ends. Me and Ty have not seen any of the Halloween films. At least I haven't. I don't know if Ty has maybe seen one or two mm, of them. Not a one. Um, we said we would do some research about the, the twisted timeline. I know we both did that. Um, and we'll talk about a movie that Ty, my father, has watched. And I will let you know what he thought about the film afterwards. Um but it's gonna. You guys are gonna have some arguments, I think, about this film, Ty. Oh, I can't wait. Let's get in the, the show. It works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't so good. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Four years after her last encounter with the masked killer Michael Myers, Lori Strode is living with her granddaughter and trying to finish her memoir. 
Myers hasn't been seen, and Lori finally decides to liberate herself from rage and fear and embrace life. However, when a young man stands accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that forces Lori to confront the evil she can't control. 2022 Halloween ends. Yeah. This movie, Jay. This movie. Um... Now, did you write this, Ty? You said you were going to start writing some mm. synopsises. Mm. This one, look, I thought about it, um, and that was that was about five minutes ago, and it was too late. <laughs> so maybe next week. Uh, this film has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, 198 reviews. It has a 57% audience score. It is the third film in the fourth time rebooted Halloween franchise. Uh, following, Fifth? Fifth, yes, maybe? <laughs> um, maybe five in total, four reboots. Um, and that is behind Halloween, the titular Halloween in 2018. And then the, uh, the Halloween kills was in 2020, um, or 2021, something like that. I don't know the exact years who fucking cares. Um, look, I just remember when Halloween came out and I could be wrong. I mean, I had a list of the movie, the Rotten Tomato movies last year or last week when we recorded, excuse me. And, but I remember people actually liking the reboot. I, I, again, didn't watch it, but I remember like the horror fans being like, Oh, like they actually made a good Halloween reboot. Oh my God. And. I don't know how the second one did, you know, and this third one, I just, just obviously not great. Well, yeah, I'm glad you have these questions, Jace, because I have these answers for you. Uh, <laughs> the Halloween 2018 film has a 79% critic, 71 audience score. Um, that then goes a notch down to 39 and 66 with Halloween Kills. And we have fallen all the way down to another 39, but 57 for Halloween Ends. Got it. So they did do a good reboot and then just fucked it. Mm, yeah still can't figure out sequel um now if we're looking i told you last week you would be uh surprised because the title we liked the most was halloween h2o 20 years later um yeah that's actually the third highest rated halloween film um at a 52 percent so it is still rotten and it's the third highest behind halloween 2018 79 percent and then the original halloween 96 percent um but yeah it's just like they obviously can't do these reboots and they, they finally did one half decent one in 2018, I guess. And then they were like, Oh shit, we got something here. Let's make another three movies. And by the third movie, we just have a really old Jamie Lee Curtis and whoever the fuck plays Michael Myers, um, just fighting in a kitchen and Michael Myers losing in like 15 seconds. Um, great, great killer, great serial killer. Um, I don't know. It's just, you look at these films though. It's like, they're all besides those two, you know, rotten. And then you look at like the bottom, you got like a 9% in there, a 10% in there, a 12, a 23, a 27. Like it's just a lot of crap. And it's kind of going back to like our initial theory of when we reviewed Firestarter and it's like other movies like that Carrie movie I brought up that they remade however many years ago. Um, are these like old seventies horror movies slash movies, even that good? Or is it just nostalgia? And when we rewatch them in 2022, Obviously, you and I wouldn't look at it with rose-colored glasses, and we would call out some things. But then people who watched it back then would be like, oh, well, times were different then. We didn't have the same VFX. We didn't have this. We didn't have that. Um, were they actually really good? Or was the, the first one actually a classic, and they've just, they should have just never made another one? I don't know, Ty. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say without actually watching it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that does you know come into effect here. But I... I've got to imagine that the first one, because it's not like this relied on special effects or anything. Like you can create suspense with just a fucking camera and some good lighting. Like yeah. it doesn't take a lot in these films. And it just, this one at least was fucking terrible at that. 
Yeah, and I know you said you watched a 30-minute YouTube video explaining all the timelines. I found, like, when I Googled it or YouTubed it, the first result that popped up was right around 30 minutes. But then the intro, they said they weren't going to touch on, like, two specific movies or whatever. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch that then. I want to get the gist of every single timeline. So I watched, like, a 15-minute video that explained every single timeline. Um, did you get the full five timelines explanation, Ty? <laughs> oh, my God. Bless me. Um Yes, I did, Jay. I watched – I don't remember what video. I, I watched two of them. I know one was longer than the other, but I, I did my research. And let me tell you, this is a very convoluted uh, timeline. I, I kind of enjoyed the research more than the than the movie itself. Like, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the 15-minute YouTube video. I'm like – I was like, I'm kind of interested to see how all this, like, actually – because it was, like, very brief what happened in the movie. And the guy kept pitching his, like, four-hour video he did where he explains the whole fucking thing. Um, all the theories oh and everything. God. And I was like, that actually sounds pretty interesting, but this movie was so fucking bad. I just can't be asked to actually do that. So, um, but yeah, it's just crazy what they've done with this franchise, man, from what I understand. And you could correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, you know, so they had the original Halloween and then they had Halloween two and then Halloween mm-hmm. three was a completely different universe season of the witch, where it was like an evil businessman who was selling exploding pumpkins that would go on people's faces or whatever. Um, and, some shit like that yeah <laughs> and in that movie halloween was a movie so they completely jumped out of it um and then they made four five and six which they refer to they have a name for it i don't remember the name um but they made that and that had like some weird uh michael myers kind of like in number six i know there was like the like some demonic thing that like controlled him or whatever some bullshit like that um yeah and then they killed that and then they did halloween 2.0 or H2O, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, let's get the fucking name right there, Jay. Um, so they did H2O, and then that one might have even had another one. I don't remember. Is that timeline? Yeah. Yeah, that's followed up by Halloween Resurrections in 2002. Okay, so then that one was 20 years after the original, like, two or three. Um, I think it was after the original three or whatever. It was 20 years after that, and that was its own timeline. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think they said in that one is his sister. Or maybe they said that they explained that number two. I don't even fucking remember. So they do those. And then those flop. H2, actually third best one in the whole franchise. Um, And then in 2007 (laughs) or 2009, whatever, 2007 and 2009, they said, hey, Rob Zombie, you've done a bunch of horror movies. You reboot the franchise. He completely reboots it like a completely different universe with Michael Myers. And, you know, there was like some they said there was some weird shit where it was like. He was like a prophet, and it was like a bunch of stuff. I guess the first one in 2007 was half prequel, half remake. So it's like he did a prequel to the original, but then remade the original. And then Halloween 2 in 2009 was the weird one where they just went on a completely different direction. Um, and then I think uh, the, the Julie Lee – not Julie Lee Drivers, the Jamie Lee Curtis character was in that. It just wasn't her. I think it was someone else that played that character. Um, and then finally you get this trilogy – which just picks up 40 years after the first Halloween. So this trilogy ignores two, three, four, five, six, all of those. That's, yeah. that's my understanding. So, no, I, I think you did a great job there. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is Halloween 1 comes out. They release Halloween 2, and that takes place like the following night. Like It's a complete continuation of the first movie. In Halloween 2, they make them siblings or whatever the fuck kind of weird thing. And then, like you said, they try to do this own thing where the Halloween franchise is just like a horror movie franchise. And they do Season of the Witch. Said, hey, that fucking sucked. Let's go back. They do like the Michael Myers trilogy. It's the return of Michael Myers, the revenge of Michael Myers, the curse of Michael Myers. Um, 
Shit goes off the rails. They fuck that up. Come back. They keep the fact that she's his sister and do H2O, um, which is a great water pun. Believe it or not, nothing to do with water. Zero, <laughs> zero water deaths. Doesn't drown anyone. It's just, hey, this is Halloween. That starts with the letter H. 20 years, 2 um, <laughs> Halloween that, Halloween Resurrections. Isn't having what? Halloween H2O, isn't that a little bit redundant, though? I mean, they literally, it's Halloween H2O 20 years later. So they have the Halloween and the 20 and the H2O. Like, it's like triple redundant. Yeah, I think this is this is a situation where they just kind of, they should have Fast and Furious um, it and just done H2O as the title, for like F9, rather than Halloween, which is the H. 20 years later, which is the 2-0. It's Halloween, 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 20, 20 years later. I love it. Makes no fucking sense. They then go on to Halloween Resurrections, which is a continuum of that timeline, but they are still, in fact, siblings. Um, Rob Zombie does his thing for a couple of movies. Apparently, it was really weird, and he wanted you to, like, kind of feel for Michael Myers. Um, kind of like, you know, it's like him as the killer, and then 2009 is like a background thing. Apparently, really weird storyline because Rob Zombie puts his wife in everything, so his wife had like a very starring role that was unnecessary. Mm, um, sounds like Melissa McCarthy with her husband. <laughs> and then we get this franchise where it's the only one that says, you know, the whole sibling thing. Fuck that. That's kind of weird. She's just a person who knows Michael and is haunted by Michael. Let's do that. One of those three movies includes podcasters dying. R.I.P. to our fallen brethren. Um, <laughs> And that's the uh, that's the franchise that we uh, finish up with here with Halloween Ends 2022. Now, Ty, so I wouldn't I, – the video I watched came out uh, right before Halloween Kills came out. It was like someone explaining everything with yeah. Halloween Kills and everything. So they didn't really – So that's one of the ones I watched. Oh, you actually watched another one of these? No, that that's the YouTube video that I watched was the one right before Halloween Kills. Oh, okay. Uh, well, so did you do any research because – I tried just reading the plot on <laughs> Wikipedia, and just like watching the movie, I was very confused. Um, even more confused trying to read the plot, a Wikipedia plot. But I was like, okay, so I got a gist uh, at least of how each of these movies started and how each of them ended. But they didn't really explain the new ones. So I was like, okay, I kind of want to like what happened in Halloween, what happened in Halloween Kills, whatever the fuck it's called. And then what – obviously, I know what happens in this one. And I just really couldn't figure it out. So do you do you know at all what happened in the first two of these this trilogy? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, not a little bit. Um, not at all. I assume Michael Myers kills on Halloween night. This one says Myers escapes Laurie's trap and continues a ritual bloodbath. Um, however, he was injured and taken to the hospital. Uh, Laurie reunites with Tommy Doyle. Laurie continues Which to one? fight Which one? Is this Halloween pain. kills? Yeah, this is Halloween Kills. Okay, because I know the first one, Halloween 2018, I should say, the whatever actual number that is. That was, he's just been in prison for 40 years since the first movie, and he gets out, and then he haunts yeah. people. I know that's, but then number two, that's where I, I got confused. So he does get out, he haunts people. I don't understand what happens on number two, because in this movie, it makes it seem like Michael, like he's a presence, but it's not like anything recently has happened, right? Yeah, I said four years after they last saw him. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like In the second one, I tried like, understanding what happened or like why he's just a sewer rat like he just literally lives in a sewer um yeah i i I don't know but the answer probably is he probably gets killed in the end like all the other ones where throughout the years they've just found more and more uh crazy ways to kill him but then retcon it and he's still alive somehow um and look it's ridiculous 
I kind of like them just leaning into it, though. Like, we're going to lean into this bullshit. We're going to, like, does he have superpowers? He got stabbed in the chest multiple times, I feel like, and was fine every time. Mm -hmm. Um, He's obviously been in blown up buildings and all this other shit. Um, This movie at the end, spoiler alert, if you're this far into the podcast and you need that, (laughs) um, they fucking strap him to the top. The video, uh, I watched a different video. The guy made me actually, like, almost cry laughing because he said he strapped him to the top of the the suburban or not the suburban the station wagon like he was a fucking christmas tree um they they strap him to the top of it get the whole town to just come out and drive him to the fucking the junkyard and then they throw him in the whatever those things are that crushes up the pressure yeah yeah and fucking smash him up the vfx i guess there actually didn't look that bad i actually thought that was a pretty cool little scene there but like i don't think he's coming back from this one right i mean they would have i really like they would have some fucking balls if you see, like, the pile of shit at the bottom of the crusher and his hand just, like, pops out from it. Like, that'd be kind of sick, though. <laughs> it would. Oh, I forgot to point out. Sorry to go back to the convoluted franchise. Uh, you forgot to point out as well. Um, Halloween 4, he does die. Um, this part of the original 6. Uh, he dies, and then his niece goes crazy and kills her mom at the end of number 4. But then at the number at beginning of number 5 she's not crazy anymore and the mom's alive and then Michael Myers just comes back anyways. Oh, no shit. I forgot that. Yeah. So that's the kind of retconning they were doing. It was like a little girl. He dies somehow in four. And then the number four ends with her killing her, putting on a mask and killing her mom like Michael. And then the starter number five, I don't know if it was like a dream. They didn't get into that, but they were just like, yeah, she's not crazy anymore. The mom's still alive and Michael's back. So yeah. Fuck. Yeah. This is like everything we told you at the end of the movie. Forget about it. We're doing this over again. <laughs> um, look, I knew, obviously, everyone knows about Halloween and the franchise. I didn't realize it was this convoluted. I didn't realize they've made so many of them and that most of them have been absolutely horrible. Um, that this one that we're going to review, spoiler, is pretty bad. Um, this wasn't a good introduction for me, I guess, into the Halloween franchise, Ty. Yeah, and I, I think we spoke about it beforehand a little bit, and neither of us have watched anything. I... I kind of think these movies are almost like a joke now. Like, this isn't actually a good horror franchise, right? <laughs> I I don't know. It, it's weird, though, because then you're getting into, like, I don't know. I guess it's the only, like, quote-unquote classic one that's still making these, right? Like, we don't see any Freddy Krueger movies anymore. I mean, they tried doing that in, like, 2012 or whatever it was when we were younger, and I know that flopped. I think also with Rob Zombie, Rod Zombie, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, then they, you know, we, we haven't got a Jason Voorhees movie in a while. So the only like franchise I feel like they're still trying to make is like, uh, saw, but that's a little bit different. So I don't even know like what to compare this to. And you're right. It just kind of feels like a joke. <laughs> like, I don't understand how people other than the freaking you know, the, whatever generation my parents are, our parents are like, whatever that generation is, I feel like there's the only people really watching this movie. Yeah, it was, it was fucking atrocious. Should we, should we get into it? Yeah, we, we should tie. Now, I do – you know what? Before we get into it, just a quick pivot. Um, we'll have our ad break after this quick pivot. We should have talked about this before we even jumped into Halloween. I completely forgot. I don't feel like re-recording at the end and adding it in. Uh, I just wanted to touch on the She-Hulk finale real quick, Ty. I loved it, and I wanted oh, yeah. to get your take on it because we haven't talked about it at all. Um, it was a very unconsequential series. I liked Daredevil showing up. Um, it was kind of fun. Had a good time with it. Scar's hairline is fucked up um that's kind of it that's my whole take i kind of like how they just said fuck it and let her fourth wall break and 
Like it was kind of like a fun. It's not like that show had high stakes to begin with. So who cares if they kind of have fun with the finale, you know? No, and I, you know, and I liked it a lot. I I really liked the last episode. Um, probably one of my favorite streaming episodes on an MCU show, you know, in a long time. I mean, WandaVision probably has a, a firm grasp on that top ten with some Loki in there and stuff, but. Um, I just like, like you said, it was inconsequential and they leaned into it and the whole show, the whole series, there was, there, there was meta commentary, you know, about women superheroes and, you know, uh, bigots or whatever the term they use for, you know, those, we talked about that with the don't worry, darling, I can't remember the incels, like that kind of community and everything. Um, and then they just like went full break down the door, break down the wall. Meta is not, it wasn't even meta anymore. It was like almost above meta. Um, and obviously you can only do that with so many characters, but I just, I, I, that's so refreshing instead of just getting that generic kind of end episode that they were on, which obviously they did that intentionally to make it very generic in the, the final episode that is, you know, the beginning of it. Um, I just, I, I liked it. And I also think it's a little tester for them. I think they did this and they went over the top, over the top fourth wall break, and they're going to monitor this and they're going to see how people respond. And then that's going to kind of tell them how much do we want a fourth wall break with Deadpool? I think that there's going to be some, some R and D for this episode, Ty. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I like what they did. I like how they kind of called themselves out with the, the endings. I like that they had her say X-Men and the MCU, uh, very on the nose. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, we're probably getting a planet Hulk movie, uh, because of this as well. You think they're going to do a movie? Gotta do something, man. You got a lot of fucking hulks running around. Oh, another related news to this. Um, motherfucking, oh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, officially in the MCU. Despite the fact that he's older than the guy who died of old age. Well, we, we talked about that last week or however many weeks ago when it was rumored. But yeah, now it's official and it's whatever. I just don't think they should have recast the Thunderbolt Ross. and Definitely shouldn't have cast Harrison Ford, but it is what it is. It's terrible. And he... In the comics, very much can become Red Hulk. So you have a whole lot of fucking Hulks running around now if you do want to do a Planet Hulk type movie. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do a movie when Bruce was on Sakaar. Um, they're going to have to have oh. something that explains that because he had the subtle line, sorry, I've been gone for so long. And we know time moves differently. So he could have been on Sakaar. Uh, Sakaar, am I getting that right? Why do I feel like that's wrong? Uh, Sakaar, yeah. Um, he could have been there for fucking five years. You know what I mean? Or a year on his in his mind but he was only there for a month or whatever it ended up being you know in the she-hulk series so maybe the movie is just him there or maybe i don't know they're gonna have to explain it at some point and i like hulk and i hope we get a bitchin hulk movie but we'll see man yeah i'm i don't have confidence in his boy being the badass with his hair looking the way he did (laughs) what what like why why would you do that I don't know. He'll get a haircut, maybe. Did you forget? I saw someone tweet, like, did you forget who the, the barber was on Sakaar? And it was the picture of Stan Lee, and I actually, it was pretty funny. I do appreciate I did see that. I appreciate it. It was a good joke. Um, that's enough She-Hulk, though. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, um, you know, series finale. Next up, we have what? Is Ironheart next? I don't even know what the next show is. Yeah, I don't either, actually. You know, she's in Black Panther, so um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Halloween tie. Let's jump into it. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Um, Plot slash story. So the story is whatever it is. (laughs) Uh, We kind of already explained it a little bit. Four (laughs) years after Michael went missing, he's... His presence is haunting over the town of Springfield. I don't remember what it was called. I'm just going to call it Springfield. Um, and, you know, it's his presence that causes this babysitter to fucking yeet this child uh, down the stairs. <laughs> or not down the stairs, but off of a, a four-story house. like Which very much looks like a two-story house from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the boy doing? Um, I don't. I'll be honest, at this point in the film, I was still not knowing what to expect. And, you know, I don't like scary movies, so I was doing the kind of, like, watching but looking away because I didn't want to get jump scared because they were building it up like Michael Myers was going to fucking show up. Um, mm-hmm. Did they ever explain what he was doing? Because he went missing, or was he just fucking with the kid and then he kicked the door open as soon as he walked near it? Oh, no, the kid was fucking with the babysitter. That's what I mean, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, Michael Myers doesn't get kids. He gets babysitters. Like, oh, you need to be scared. And that dude was terrified. Walked him in the attic, and he, like, freaked the fuck out. Like, holy shit, get me the fuck out of here, dude. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicks the door open. And Kid's he... standing at the door, gets kicked off the balcony. Now, I was thinking about, like, how realistic it was of all the things in this movie. Like, would a child really fall fly that far? I feel like there's a chance. There's a decent chance they could fly over a balcony. Maybe not the way he did. Um I also liked when he landed. I rewound, rewound it, watched it about three times. It was pretty funny wow. to me. Um, just the way his body hit the ground and then, like, his neck snapped afterwards. Like, it was just so unrealistic and it was just hilarious. Um, anyways, so he's looming over and then we see, like, that character, his slow deconstruction into, into a new Michael Myers pretty much. And then him and Mike just hang out in the sewers. Um, I think he, like, yeah. brings him a cop to kill him or something to give him, like, more power. Is that why he did that? I don't even know. Um, I don't, I don't know either. I'd maybe to like grow like, Hey bro, look what I got. Let's have some fun. Like, don't kill me. Let's work together. It was just like a, like a statue of Liberty. Kind of like a, here's something for you. I thought me watching it. I was like, Oh, is, does Michael Myers have to kill someone? And then he gets like regenerative powers or something. I don't fucking know. Um, and then you have that whole love story, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you have Jamie Lee Curtis and her role in it. Um, yeah, I, I, and then Michael Myers comes back and tries to kill Jamie Lee Curtis, and I don't know why. Um, he just kind of shows yeah. up after all this. Can he only come out on Halloween? This is where it would be helpful to know the, the Halloween uh, rules of the franchise. Is that why he was stuck in the sewer? No, because he came out before and helped him kill that doctor and his fucking girlfriend or whatever the hell it was. Um, yep. Yeah. I Look, this plot was convoluted. It was confusing, and it didn't really even have to be there. It could have just been like an hour and a half of just literally Michael Myers chasing Jamie Lee Curtis um i gave this a two <laughs> fuck yeah jay okay i'm right there with i mean i thought i was gonna be harsh i gave it a three um it's it's just all over the fucking place and does everything without doing anything like there's a love story and it's just a dog shit love story and like the, the connection between them they're like 
oh, you know, let's burn down this town. I'll light the match. And then it's like, oh, just kidding. The other person actually doesn't want to do anything bad. And you're just a fucking psycho, dude. And like the whole fucking Michael Myers things where this guy just like shows up and he's like, hey, Mike, want to be fucking friends? And they're like, sure. And then he just like manhandles a serial killer to steal his mask. Oh, yeah. I um, didn't bring that part up. That was like, bad. what the if he's just like, hey, you know, this thing that's like your fucking identity, dude. Let me just show up and use this real quick, little bitch. Fucking just like throws him to the ground and takes it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And then the whole fucking like she's all cool with this kid, introduces him to her granddaughter and then like looks in his eyes and he, he has Michael's eyes. Like, shut the fuck up. No, he doesn't. He's got the same eyes as before. His glasses just broke, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, like, it's man. just, it's it's everywhere. It's doing everything, and it doesn't need to do any of it. It's so fucking ridiculous. I almost want to give it a one. I feel like it's almost one territory. I guess it, it did, uh, I don't even want to say a good job, but it set up very predictably and everything, but... It was like, hey, this person was mean to him. Hey, this person did this. His mom's a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there was some of that. And there was like an attempt to do like this like slow devolving character into madness. But it just uh, just did not work for me, Ty. <laughs> it did not work. Not for even me a all. little bit. Not even the tiniest bit. Um, now, I watched a YouTube video again because I was doing some research. And this guy said he has a, a source or whatever. And it, this could be fake take it with a grain of salt but this guy seemed like a pretty established youtuber and blah 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 he said there was a a different ending a considered ending that they shot and everything like they shot multiple endings to this and the one he was told about was that instead of driving michael myers to the little grinder thing they would take him to a funeral home and he would get incinerated um and as he was getting incinerated he would like okay so so he'd get incinerated right and then whatever happens, they go to that one scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is like in her house typing her fucking monologue story, whatever it was. And then her granddaughter would show up like she did in this one. And then Jamie Lee Curtis would try to strangle her to death and then would eventually let go and say, you need to leave now uh, before the evil takes over. Um, and the whole implication was that while Michael Myers was getting incinerated, she looked him in the eyes or something and the evil was somehow transforming from her him to her and maybe that's why we get the scene of the granddaughter just leaving town um but that was an actual shot filmed considered ending tied i almost kind of wish they went that direction to just consider continue with the absolute ludicrous nature of this film yeah i mean why not you know like just fucking commit to it like who cares about a like substantial ending you've already shown in this franchise that that doesn't mean shit like just fucking move like just keep it going what have fun with it but just don't give us what you gave us because it's terrible it's so bad you already know in like five years we're gonna get another movie with the kid right he didn't actually die his neck snapped he got stabbed he somehow survived it um and he'll come back and he'll be the new michael myers or something and jamie lee curse is gonna be like wouldn't it's gonna be like him in a hospital or something recovering from like his injuries in like a wheelchair, like oh they snapped his neck, he's paralyzed, and then like in the opening scene you'll see him like move his fingers, and then you'll forget about him, and then all of a sudden he'll come back as Michael with full regained ability to walk and to walk, live, get stabbed in the heart, uh, stabbed in the hands, and then rip his hands out from under the stabbing and like create a hole in his hand, pretty much. Um, yeah, all the Michael Myers, Michael Myers abilities ty visual mm -hmm. cinematography i had to text you about this while i was watching the film and ask you if it was my tv or if i was going crazy uh what did you give this on a scale from one to 20 so here's my thing is i think there was 
actually some decent little bits of cinematography in here, but there was also some really shitty cinematography mixed in here. Um, I, I think it was hard to see and the lighting wasn't great at times. I also think that some of the, some of the practical stuff kind of looked kind of cool and I, I don't mind that. I finished on a 10. I landed right in the middle of the road for cinematography. Wow. You were talking about how bad your score was when, before the podcast and I might fucking blow you out of the water here. Um, mm, I wouldn't be so sure of that. I gave this a six. Okay. I, and this was higher than I originally wanted to give it. And I moved it up because I thought of the grinding scene at the end. And uh, there was like the blood and stuff was fine. Like, and there was like some gory scenes, like when he cuts his fucking tongue off the radio guy and it's on the fucking record wheel. Like that was okay. That was pretty cool. Whatever. Um, my problem with this, and maybe I'm influenced by Twitter too much. Cause I saw this tweet beforehand, but it was pretty much a tweet comparing the first Halloween and this new Halloween is just stills. And one was a still of Jamie Lee Curtis um, or maybe it was someone else, but I'm pretty sure it was Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers was lurking in the background and all you could see was Michael Myers face and it was like completely black, um, you know, shadows and then Jamie Lee Curtis and like it was they manipulated the shadows and everything. And then it was this year's uh, movie and everything's just overexposed. Um, There's no real like there's no real like they're not using the lighting like a way that they had to back in the day. It's like hey, we're just going to fucking, we're going to mess with it in post, but then it just doesn't look real, you know, like we're going to make it dark, but we're also going to make it where you're able to see, but then you lose some of that cinematic stuff where it's like you're playing with the lighting and stuff. And just the whole movie, like, it was like, I think of a movie like Nope where they fucking shot that during the day and they turn it into night and it looked good. And then like this film where it's like everything was just like oversaturated or undersaturated. I don't even know what the right direction is for that but it was like dark and like almost like monotoned and hard to see and when it wasn't dark like the lighting was strange as hell and um i just did not enjoy like i felt like i was having like a fucking fever dream ty like i thought we were gonna that movie was gonna end it was all gonna be a fucking a dream for jamie lee curtis because like the way it was shot just took me out of it man i did not like did not like it one bit yeah i I mean i I don't disagree with you i I think there's a lot of issues with how this was shot And going back to what we were talking about earlier, like this isn't a movie that needs special effects. Like you can create this, this, you know, sense of something bad happening just with how you shoot things and how you use the lighting and, you know, like a flash of light to reveal Michael Myers behind her or something and shit like that. And they just don't really do any of that in this film. Um, It's, it's not used well at all. And I think that I liked the practical shit like him and the grinder, the, the dude's head getting chopped off and it's very obviously like some fake shit with it being on the fucking thing. I kind of liked it though. Like that feels like committing to the 1978 kind of franchise, you know? Um, but in terms of like all the actual cinematography with the camera, not good, not good at all. No. Yeah. It, it genuinely feels like they didn't, they didn't like, I feel I, when they shot this film, I don't feel like they were like utilizing lighting and all that stuff. It felt like they shot everything at the same fucking location with the same, presets maybe a little bit changed and it was all like oh we'll touch it up in post oh we'll touch it up in post oh you know and it's like no it looked fake it looked not good it looked you know it did i don't know it just and then don't even get me started about the fucking like fight scenes even though there was really only one fight scene i guess i guess there was a little bit more but i don't know i just i can't believe they i'm not even a fan of the franchise and the fact that jamie lee curtis killed michael myers in like literally two and a half minutes um in the kitchen just manhandled the fuck out of him and it wasn't even like a close fight either like no you would have thought she was the villain like he was the one that was like responding to her aggressions and like rallying back and like he's about to die but then he gets that one last choke in like 
Nah, he just he just fucking kept going at him, man. She literally pinned him down to the fucking island with knives and then fucking just let yeah. him bleed like a oh man, crazy. Now I will say this is just a friendly reminder. This is the same guy who gets manhandled by fucking Corey in this film. <laughs> is Michael Myers even that intimidating? Seems like everyone just makes him their bitch. His bi- their oh. yeah. He he's definitely past his prime. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um key elements tie. So Look, man, I know it's a really bad plot and the visuals are really bad and it wasn't like scary, but like, I don't even think it necessarily is like scary, scary, like by today's horror standards, it's a slasher um, and they're different. And obviously, you know, it wasn't done as well. I, I, I don't know if I watched the original Halloween, if I actually get like scared by the slasher style of horror. Um, I just don't know if that style of horror really pertains to being like scary, scary nowadays, but I, I think it had a slasher formula. It had the pra- like you said, kind of playing a paying a homage to the original with some of the practical stuff. And to kind of get a grip on this score, I texted my dad. You know, I asked, "Hey, Dad, have you seen the new Halloween?" He said, "Of course." And I said, "The one that came out five days ago." And he said, "Oh yeah, it's on streaming. You gonna watch it?" And I just responded. I said, "What did you think of it?" And uh, he loved it, Ty. He he loved mm. it. Um, it hit his generation. I still think it's a bad movie and obviously not as good as the originals. If the originals were even good in the first place, I gave it a 13 for key elements. No shit. Yeah, I did. So again, before this, we talked about our score difference. Um, I think I gave the practical, the love for the practical effects and shit rather than in key elements and cinematography. Um, this is, this is a supposed to be a thriller horror slasher. I, I think that's a great way of putting it. IMDb has it categorized as horror thriller. Um, I, I was not horrified nor thrilled throughout this movie. Um, the, the beginning creates this sense of suspense um, when the dude's locked in the basement and that scene and you don't know where Michael Myers is. And then as the movie goes on, I, I was laughing at the horror slash thriller movie. I was laughing at how fucking corny and stupid it was, at the lack of suspense, at the lack of like cool fight scenes and shit. I, I don't mind like the one in the... the Fucking junkyard's kind of cool, but whatever. I gave this a two. Oh wow! <laughs> I I watched this expecting to kind of be like like put off and, and awkward and and kind of like you. Like I, I don't really like for as much shit as I give you, I don't like scary movies either. <laughs> and I was expecting to like not really enjoy this kind of fucking thing. I me and Victoria were literally laughing at this fucking film throughout the entirety of it, like hysterically laughing. Now, if this is a comedy, you're getting great points. If this is a horror thriller, you're getting dog shit points for that, dude. Now, I, I just, this this was a really, really, really not scary, scary movie. I'm almost giving it credit for low expectations, I feel like, because I, as I've made it apparent in this podcast and, and when we did Firestarter and talking about these old movies, I, I just feel like that kind of movie isn't as nuanced, isn't as, you know, and a lot of people say I'm ignorant for saying that, but. I just, you know, you compare it to modern horror and it's just never going to stand up. So I feel like, yeah, if you're comparing it to a, if, if we're looking at it as a horror movie and how horrifying is it compared to today's standards? Like, yeah, it's a two, three, but is it recapturing that kind of original equation of making the film? Again, I haven't seen it, so it's hard. Neither of us have, so it's kind of hard to, to judge it, but I have seen, you know, the 1970 fucking whatever Carrie movie. And it was kind of like the same thing, man. Like, it was billed as this horror thriller and it's like, it wasn't horrifying at all towards the end. Like it's not really like suspenseful or thrilling. It's just like, 
it's a very slow burn of something that you're, but the whole time you're not like, Oh my God, what's going to happen. It's just kind of, you're watching it happen. And then the final act is where they go, you know, crazy. And in the case of Carrie, she like can fucking, she like gets pig blood dumped on her as a joke. And then she goes crazy and she gets these supernatural powers and makes fucking people's heads explode and like rains blood or whatever. I don't know whatever it was, but so I kind of viewed it in that kind of lens. And I was like, okay, like, if my dad liked it, then it's probably going by that equation. And maybe that's being a little too generous to it because um, it wasn't scary. It wasn't – I wasn't scared once in this besides that opening scene when I didn't know what to expect if it would be scary. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. Like have you seen – I know you have seen it actually because you guys invited me. I don't know if you remember the movie. This shit six years ago um, when you guys went and saw Poltergeist uh, or maybe seven years ago when we were in high school, the Poltergeist remake. Like mm-hmm. compared to that, how was – I know people didn't like that movie either, but like is there any comparisons there? I – Again, however many years ago that was, that's the only time I've ever watched that film. Okay. Um, so I, it's not like I have that good of a memory on it. So I, I don't know. But my thing with this is like, if you're trying to recapture the magic and, and you're basing it based on that 1978 film, there's 13 films in this franchise that have all tried to do that. Like, this why are you going to... Con- what? Was this number 13 or was this number 14? This was number 13. Pretty fitting if they end at 13. Just saying. I mean, it is Halloween ends. So um, <laughs> I, it's just like, you had so many chances to recapture that. But with the reboot in 2018, like with it getting good scores, they obviously did something more modernized and creative and actually scary in that first movie to where people kind of, you know, actually enjoyed it and liked what they were doing, which caused this. So it's not like I, I don't. You know, they can't make a modernized version that actually is successful and cool and works with these kind of today's horror standards because they proved they could do it with the 2018 film. It's just this is this is nothing. This is a nothing film. You just watch events play out. You're not there's no suspense. There's no yeah. oh, what's going to happen like that. That's it. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> I'm just thinking right now, like, you know, it's going to be our Michael Myers or our Halloween remake in 15, 20 years when we're older and in our 40s. Gross. Um, 25 years. <laughs> I think it's going to be The Purge. I mean, they've already made eight of, like eight of those movies um, with different timelines and different branches. And that yeah. franchise is already convoluted as fuck. But we're 100 percent in like 2033 going to get a, a Purge one remake or a, a Purge reboot where it's directly after the first Purge movie. Um, and that's just the thing with these films, man. And I haven't seen, actually, I've seen purge once. I don't remember how scary it was. Um, like you get one decent idea. And I mean, obviously like Michael Myers in its essence, isn't like that groundbreaking, but I mean, back then it was, um, or like a Freddy Krueger, you know, which is unique or a Jason Voorhees, which is unique. And it's just like, they get this one idea and then these franchises get fucking grilled to the ground, you know, just so many different remakes and reboots eventually. And like, then you get one of those a decade and then we get the purge and the purge is going to be the next one. And whatever this decade's version in the 2020s is going to be, there will be one decent thriller suspense movie that they can make a giant franchise out of. Um, and then they'll just keep fucking banging it to the ground instead of using these resources to try to make more of these compelling thought provoking horror films. Um, but I guess not everyone yeah. can be a Jordan Peele, Jordan Poole, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele. You had it right the first time, then you tried to correct yourself twice while already saying it right the first time. Yeah, Jordan Peele. I got him mixed up with the guy who Draymond Green punched on the Golden State Warriors. Um, oh, yeah. He did get punched. Ty, are you a Purge yeah, no, movie is, connoisseur? I, I have seen a couple of the Purge franchise, um, the films in the franchise. Uh, I think they have five out, it looks like. crazy. Um, with an untitled sixth Purge film. 
this definitely feels like this is the next one that oh and a television series um, which ran from 2018 to 19 this definitely was like the modern day michael myers halloween franchise where they're just gonna make a bunch of fucking movies i think the issue with the purge is there isn't a michael myers character to connect them all it's more of a uh well, you have a, a centralized theme. A centralized theme, but not like a face of the franchise, you know? Yeah, I think, not trying to brag, I think I nailed the fucking head on, like, the coffin. Like, if I was a movie, like a film teacher, you look at, like, Halloween, that's like the 70s uh, horror franchise that gets remade a bunch. You have Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm guessing that came out in, like, the 80s. I'm just going to, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm just going to put one. It came out in 1984. So that was like seven years later. Okay. Um, yep. I don't know when Friday, Friday the 13th was probably also the 80s, if we're being honest. Um, so I guess they kind of got lumped together. Uh, 1980. Okay, so they all kind of came out around the same. Whatever. But you have those three, and then you have Scream in the 90s. Um, they've made like six mm-hmm. of those. And then the 2000s yep. version is Saw, because they've made like 11 of those. <laughs> well, And I think connecting those to this paranormal activity. You've got nine yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, Paranormal Act. Has there really that many Paranormal Activities? So I'm looking on the franchise. 2007, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, 2021, 2023, another one planned to come out. So that came out in 2007, and then The Purge came out 2013 or 14 when we were uh, in high school, I remember. Because I was in uh, Mr. Brown's class, and I remember when the trailer came out, he was like, his mind was blown, and he showed it to us our freshman year um so it's like every i will say if it if it came out in 13 that's when the paranormal activity franchise went from it's paranormal activity paranormal activity two three four right after four in 2012 is when they switched over to paranormal activity the marked ones where it's like they're (laughs) spinoffs so i consider that the end of that franchise continue over to 2013 well it's part of the franchise it's a different timeline um yeah but yeah the purge franchise started in 2013 so yeah we get a, a new and then Saw was like 2004. Scream was like 97, 96. So it's like every seven years, like every seven or so years, we're going to get one half decent like horror thriller film. And then they'll create a giant franchise off of it and beat it to the ground. I think the only other one that I could think of recently would be the Conjuring franchise. Okay. But is that even a franchise or is that like a trilogy? Because there is a difference. There's the spinoff with like the, the doll. So I think that's kind of a franchise. It's considered the Conjuring universe uh, it is made up a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight films. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you have The Conjuring. Uh, let me go back to the beginning here. The Conjuring, and then they released Annabelle, which was a spinoff of The Conjuring. Then The Conjuring Two, then Annabelle Creation, and then they did The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, and then The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. Now, are you familiar with these films? Like, are they intertwined? <laughs> Um, the conjuring I have seen very good. There's like, just like they walk through their house and it's like, Oh, this is all like the possessed shit that we've had. And there's the Annabelle like figure in there that you see, but like, that's it. You just kind of see it and you're like, Oh, that's kind of creepy. And then I think the Annabelle spinoff is like based on the backstory of why they collected that possessed doll. Um, I haven't seen any other ones. Interesting. Interesting. So that's another franchise. A lot of franchises, but he, Conjuring, I feel like, I guess Paranormal Activity is actually pretty scary too, but like, I almost view Conjuring as like a different level. Like that and like The Exorcist is like, not even like fun horror franchise. It's like, you hate yourself if you're watching this horror franchise, but I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's fucking terrifying. Um, 
I guess, yeah, it's just all horror franchises. It's just they remake these fucking movies over and over again. Uh, Ty, let's get into characters. Um, mm. You know, I, I just moved it down two points just thinking about it right now. Um, there's not a single person I like in this film. Um, mm. I thought they tried some stuff with the whole Ethan, whatever the fuck his name was. and Corey. Corey and the slow turn. They tried it. So I guess brownie points there. I don't know if there was any, like, outrageously bad acting like it was bad acting but i don't think there was any like the dad from those who wish me dead acting um Mm -hmm. although his acting was so bad i kind of like it (laughs) it's one of those um (laughs) so i i just i i I was at a five i moved down to a three tie just like there's no one i like the performances were not awe-inspiring jamie lee curtis collected a paycheck and it's just like i could have filmed this with five people i know and probably gotten similar results so would you give it a five I gave it a three. It was originally a five. Okay. So that's very bad. Like that's probably bottom of the barrel. One of the worst scores you've ever given for characters. Yeah. Um, Corey is like the main character of this film. Like he, he's what it revolves around thinking he's going to continue on the Michael Myers thing. And then he just kind of fucks it up and we get Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael going at it. Allison's there just as a love interest that connects the main two characters, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Corey is probably Ron Rohan Campbell is the actor. He looks probably so one of the worst. What was that? I said he looked so familiar for some reason. Sorry. He did. He looked like someone else. I I agree with you there. Probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen in a film. Um, <laughs> and you said there's no bad acting. I think this I... entire thing. I think the dad and all of that. Like when you see bad acting, it's usually in small like side roles. This is the worst main character acting performance I've ever seen in a movie. Um, it's cringe. The dialogue delivery is fucking awful. There's like a part where like he's talking to her and then he like puts his fucking face up in like the Allison girl's face and like sniffs her and then like fucking backs away. Yeah, like yeah. it's the body. All of it is so fucking bad. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is a nothing. She's a nothing in this film. Yeah, she She's here because this is her franchise she's the vin diesel of the halloween franchise (laughs) uh she's not good she gives a very bad performance the fucking asshole kids are like the typical what you would expect asshole kids to be in 1970 whatever when this movie originally came out yeah um all just terrible character portrayals and and of course you get the oh his dad's mean to him like with that showing up and that shit like Sometimes guys are just assholes. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Um, <laughs> not that that much though. It's over. That's over the fucking top. I gave this a stone cold one. Wow. <laughs> it's it's one of the worst acted films I've ever seen. I mean, I gave it a three. Very, so it's not like I'm much higher than you. <laughs> yeah. No. Very specifically, the Corey character as well. Um, it's you, just he's he's so fucking bad. Would you say you hate him? Like you hate Artemis Fowl? I. He, <sighs> Artemis Fowl has a special level of hate because he's just a fucking dweeby-ass kid with a thin tie. This guy's just really bad at his job. Yeah, he hasn't really been in much. Um, And don't get me wrong. I said there was bad acting. I don't know. Maybe my brain just fucking ignored, like, the extremely, extremely bad things for him. I just kind of was like, yeah, this is bad. So I guess maybe my brain tuned out of that. But he hasn't done much. He's done uh, Operation Christmas Drop, A Miracle on Christmas Lake, Debbie... Matt Cumber's Dashing Through the Snow and Beverly Lewis's The Reckoning. Um, so it sounds like a bunch of Christmas movies, probably Hallmark movies if we're being hmm. uh, yeah, Don't love that. Uh, Hallmark, the Beverly Lewis one's a Hallmark. I'm just going to assume the other ones are Hallmarks just based off their names. Um, he did play Frank Hardy in the Hardy Boys series. Hmm. 
which I've is never, live action. I've heard of the Hardy Boys. I was unaware there was a TV series, which tells me he's also bad in that, probably. On Hulu. It's got a 71%. That's not great for a TV show. <laughs> um, yeah, he wasn't very good. Yeah, a Stone Cold one tie. Wow. I like yeah, it. I, no, just... I don't know why I gave it a three. There probably isn't really anything redeeming to give it a three, so... You're probably right here, um, but I'm not going to change it. I mean, just going through, like, I, I, since creating my scale to keep track of categories, this is the first time I've given out a one in character. Yeah. And we always talk about sometimes the scale, it shouldn't be three to 18. It should be one to zero or one to 20. Yeah. Watching, watching this dude's performance is what, is what told me, no, there's two numbers lower than three that you can give to movies. (laughs) It's, It's so fucking bad. It's the worst. He's part of the reason that this movie feels so fucking corny to me. It's because I can't take him serious as a fucking villain when he's just like sniffing this fucking girl and just the worst, the worst line delivery ever. Yeah. I have given a, a one for characters. Can you guess what movie? I can't. I, I don't even. Great radio. Um, Morbius. Gave a one for Morbius. Oh, fuck. Um, Come on now. Don't fucking defend Morbius. Don't become a Morbius defender. I mean, it's a bad film, but it's not a one. You tell me Matt Smith is, that, is good in that movie? Whatever the fuck his name what is. What was that? What's his name? Matt Smith or whatever his name is? Matt Smith, yeah. Horrible. Jared Leto, horrible. I think I also have something against Jared Leto, if we're being honest. Um, I don't know what it is. I just <laughs> don't think he's good, and people act like he's good because of like one good movie he did. Um, Award winner. Crazy. Enjoyment. All this being said, as shitty as it was, as convoluted as the plot was, I did find myself, like you said, I didn't like audibly laugh out loud like you, but I was like, you know, kind of entertained by the badness. And I will be honest, the last, I don't know, seven minutes or whatever, like when it's Halloween night or whatever and everything's happening and they're killing people, I was actually pretty invested. I was like, I'm actually like intrigued to watch this right now. Like I could be doing other things. Like I was like, you know, playing with Maurice, multitasking, whatever. Um, And I like stopped and I was like, I'm going to watch this last like five, seven minutes. It's got my, my intrigue. Um, all that being said, it was still a very bad movie. Um, just comparing it to other enjoyment scores, um, you know, I enjoyed this less than Amsterdam, which got a six. Um, also less than Pinocchio, which got a six. Um, but I would say I enjoyed it more than Night Shift, which got a three. I wasn't very scared, so I landed at it's a four. Day Shift. It's fucking Day Shift, Jason. <laughs> it's on my sheet as Night Shift, and I'm just not going to change it. Uh, I landed at a four. Um, might be pretty high, but you know what? That – the those intriguing eight minutes they had um, and laughing at it. It was willing to get a, a four for that. So and Firestarter got a three. So I'll give it one more than Firestarter. I am. Um, you, you, I, you literally could copy and paste exactly what you just said. I based this in between looking at recent scores and Amsterdam's a five day shift is a three. I gave it a four. <laughs> <laughs> like literally that's exactly where I was like, okay, that one, like no, a little bit more, a little bit less. It's a four. I, I, I audibly laughed out loud. But, you know, with that being said, I never want to watch it. Like, it's not something that I'm never going to turn on again, except for maybe to, like, record videos of him sniffing that girl to send to you because you clearly didn't catch that. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't remember that specific part. So she's, like, up against the wall and he just, like, gets in her face like he's fucking sniffing her and then, like, oh, backs that away what he does? and this is what he's saying. I didn't realize I he know. sniffed her. I thought he, like... <laughs> When I watched that scene, I thought he got like I don't know what it was like it. I thought they were like teasing that they were about to make out or something. It was like, oh, let's get all sensual. Oh, never mind, I'm a killer or something like that. That's what I. That was my takeaway. Well, I I think that maybe is what they were going for, but it just looked like he sniffed her because it was so fucking <laughs> cringe. 
<laughs> I don't know. I landed on a four. Um, I had a fun time laughing at this movie. It wasn't a fucking bore fest. I wasn't like just, you know, oh my God, when the fuck is this over? Like I, I kind of was, but I also was like, you know, this is pretty fucking corny and it's fine. I, I'm laughing at it. Yeah. So is that scene, his the sniffing scene that's going to go up there with the uh, cry macho punch scene and the, the those who it's... wish me dead when they he drives the car off the, the road or whatever scene um just some other <laughs> iconically bad scenes from these movies we've had to review <laughs> yeah it has to dude it's so it's it's some of the worst again you don't you don't earn a one without some iconic moments that's their iconic moment <laughs> oh man um well i think your score did end up being lower than me because of the key elements huge difference there um yeah i landed at a not so respectable 28 out of 100 tie um <sighs> I almost, if it wasn't for me giving day shift a three, I would have been in the teens. I finished at an even 20. Um, one of the worst scores I've ever given a movie. It's it's yeah. really far fucking down there. Combined score of 24 out of 100, putting it at 146 out of 153 films. Just atrocious. Just atrociously bad. Half a point below Artemis Fowl. You gave Artemis Fowl two points higher than this tie. Yeah, that's, that's not surprising. This is this is a really fucking bad movie. Um, and one point above Morbius, which you somehow gave a 30. I didn't hate Morbius as much as you. I, again, he he deserved a four and then acting. There are some good things to take away. <laughs> no, this is this is the lowest we've ever ranked a movie in terms of when it joins, what number it gets. 146. I'm confident in that. You just um, said that with a different movie, um, Me Time. You just it, said that with Me Time. Yep. Yeah, no, this takes the crown for the lowest off-the-rip score. Oh, no, 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 no. You said that with Day Shift. You said that with Day Shift. Oh, so. which is actually lower than Halloween yeah. Ends. Yeah, but how many movies ago was that? Let's see. That's one, two, four, five, six, seven. Holy shit, Day Shift was that long ago? Hold up, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies ago. It's been two and a half months since we watched that movie. Um, Ten movies ago. It's at 140th. And so Halloween Ends takes the crown for the lowest move, lowest ranking when you first enter the scale. 146, that time of rank, it has the crown. <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking brutal. That is great. Um, I guess we'll jump into Random Rotten Tomato Movie Score, and then you could tell us what we're doing next week, Ty. Um, so the theme for this is it, it is a horror movie. Um, now, this is a little hard because obviously, like, there's a bunch of sequels to all these franchises. Like, I could have just picked fucking nightmare on elm street six or i don't even know how many there are in that franchise um so it's not mm -hmm. like some outrageous sequel okay that you've never heard of um i don't even think it's a okay. sequel so um it is a horror film tie it has a I, I don't even want to tell you what it has never mind um and i think <laughs> this review is perfect it just kind of it, it relates to to this film this is from jake euchre uh, F5 from Wichita, Kansas. I don't know what F5 is. Some sort of whatever. Quote. And I don't have some to fan club. <laughs> and I don't have to say any uh, uh, movie name or anything, so don't worry about that. Okay, thank you. Rotten Review. Exists in a place beyond criticism. It hasn't got a plot to speak of or characters like the recent Rollerball remake. That don't use Rollerball as, as nothing to do with this film, I don't think. Mm -hmm. It, in many ways, verges on the experimental. It exists in a place beyond criticism, Ty. I feel like that's where we're at here with Halloween. Or Halloween, whatever the fuck it's called in this new one. That's, uh, I like that. I may use that in the future. <laughs> um, 
that's that's one of the lowest levels of insults I think possible. Like as a director, if you're going through and you just can't sleep at night and your movie's bombing and you're looking at the reviews, if you see that, you know you're just at your last job. <laughs> it exists in a place beyond criticism. Um, now I've never heard of this director. I wonder if he's uh, directed anything since this film was this his last job. Um, it he got two jobs after this, but um, can't say okay. I've heard of either of them. So. Did he have a lot of jobs prior to this? Um, yes, but I don't want to give you any hints. I, 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 I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, mostly foreign, like almost all foreign. And then he got a different horror fit franchise, which we didn't even bring up. I'll bring up this horror franchise once you guess. Cloverfield. Um, Cloverfield. He got that, and then he got this film. Um, so yeah. Feels like it's gonna be Cloverfield because that's where my mind was going. But you said you don't know if it's a. If it's a sequel, Cloverfield it's definitely movies not a sequel. definitely it's, are. It's definitely not a sequel. Mm, okay. Cloverfield movies have three. I know the first one's good, so it can't be one of those. Um, it can't be one of the M. Night Shyamalan fucking bangers of a fake horror movie. That it's awful because he's still making shit. Um, doesn't do a lot of foreign. Did it say remake in the in the description? No, it, it compared it to a different remake. Yeah. Can you can can you confirm that? Okay. Yeah, it says like the recent Rollerball remake. It in many ways verges on the experimental, which I don't even know what Rollerball is. Rollerball. I'm was assuming a, it's like a, a movie. It was originally a 19. I'm not going to tell you what year film that they remade years later. Um, it looks like it is a film about is a science fiction film based on the short story Rollerball Murder. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess it's just about Rollerball. So. <laughs> The one that comes to mind here that I feel like could have been made by like a random director, no one really did anything again. It's just like a creepy, weird, awkward movie. I'm gonna go The Orphan. Um, it's like a 30 year old chick who's actually like plays like she's 12, she gets adopted. Um, murder ensues. I feel like this gives off that vibes. Final, final guess. Well, Ty, the random Rotten Tomato review lives to see another day. The film in question is the film. Freddy versus Jason, the all-time oh, crossover event uh, where we just took two horror icons and had them fight each other. Um, it's got a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, 50% audience score. Never seen this film. Have you seen this film? I haven't. I'll be honest. I didn't it's like Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason, like M. What is it? DC versus Mortal Kombat. Like I kind of <laughs> just like which ones are real, which ones did people make up? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that was funny. Um, I wonder who wins in this because there's always the the question of like, obviously one film franchise wants to be the better one. They probably both die, but then both survive. One of those deals. Yeah, yeah. No one wins. Not not a fucking chance. I will say the Orphan, fifty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, came out in two thousand nine. When did the, when did Fred and Jason come out? Two thousand oh three three. It was like like six years off. Uh, was Cloverfield the movie franchise you were talking about? No, it was uh, the Chucky franchise. He directed Chucky. Um, oh. We didn't even talk about that, which is not even called Chucky. It's called, what, Child's Play or whatever the hell it's called. Um, yeah. That's another one. Um, so I love the plot of Freddy vs. Jason. It's exactly what I would expect it to be. Like, if you just – if a film producer came to us and was like – I mean, actually, we might be better than this. But was like, hey, let's write a, a movie, Freddy vs. Jason, and just who cares, like, about the plot. Pretty much the plot is um, – I'm just trying to skip to a good point here. Enlisting the help of fellow violent murderer Jason Voorhees – so Freddy, Fr Freddy Cougar is getting Jason Voorhees' help. Freddy orchestrates – I guess I could just keep reading – a new killing spree. However, 
when the hockey mask wearing psychopath won't stop chopping up Freddy's intended victims, the two ghouls start to battle each other. So Freddy gets Jason's help. Jason starts killing all of Freddy's victims and then they fight each other. <laughs> That's fucking wonderful. He's like, hey, I need help killing these people. He comes. It sounds like Jason's one of the best people you could hire <laughs> yeah. because he's doing an incredible job. And then Freddy gets pissed off, thinks he's coming for his job. And it's just like, hey, bro, fucking stop. <laughs> um, and this just reminds me of our sixth grade short stories where I had uh, Friday the 14th or whatever. And you had uh, mine was called. Oh, no. Yeah. Mine was Friday the 14th. And yours. I don't remember what you called yours, but yours was Freddy Krueger. But he would kill you every time you were eating, which is just very unfortunate. And then mine was just mm. about a bunch of people at a theme, theme park. And every chapter was like dedicated. I think it was like a, a big like orphan family as sad as that is like a foster family um is in sixth grade and every chapter was how he like hunted down and murdered <laughs> the different one of these kids um yeah and our, our sixth grade teacher told us we had to stop writing these as our like short story projects <laughs> yeah I, looking back on it i'm not as clever as i am today i definitely would have named mine freddie kroger after the <laughs> kroger line of uh grocery stores <laughs> that plays that definitely plays. <laughs> That's fucking great, Ty. Um, what do we got on the docket for next week, sir? Next week, we got we got a movie to talk about, Jay. Next week, we have the Dwayne Johnson banger, Black Adam, uh, continuation of the DCEU, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Okay, that's about where I would have guessed. But where's audience? This could be one of those cases where it's like a slot movie that audiences might like. Is there any audience or no? 50 Fifty-four percent. It's not actually out for until tomorrow for early, you know. Oh, duh. Die-hard duh, Black duh, Adam duh. fans. Uh, so no audience, but it is fifty-four percent. Interesting. So it probably won't be great. Mm, probably not. But it's kind of exactly what I expected from this, so I'm not like shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That'll be an interesting film to talk about. We haven't talked about a DCEU film since Justice League was probably the last one we reviewed. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, was that before or after Wonder Woman two? I think after, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not too sure if I'm being honest. Um, and then there's James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Or no, just Suicide No, it's The Suicide Squad. You're right. Is it? I thought yeah. the original was The. No, I think this one is The. I'll be goddamn it, it is. Birds of Prey also, but that was a while back too. I don't know. It'll be interesting to talk about it, see how The Rock does, if he does any sort of acting or if it's just The Rock being a superhero. Um, kind of like a little anti-hero-ish, you know? I think that's kind of obviously the Black Adam character, so... I'm not too familiar familiar with the character, so I'm excited. It's two hours and four minutes, though. Pretty long. Not as long as it could have been, so I'm okay with that. That's um, true. I'm, I'm excited. Big budget, big, big budget superhero movie. Dwayne Johnson, he's going to be himself. Let's, you know, let's have some fun with this, see what they set up for them to just not, you know, actually follow through on. And then we'll get like a post credit scene, two movies from now of Black Adam, but they won't pay Dwayne Johnson to show up. So it'll just be Black Adam's chest, and it'll be great. <laughs> What are what odds am I getting for does he sing in this? Like obviously he's not going to be like playing the ukulele like the campfire around the campfire like he has in eight other of his movies. But like I feel like we're going to get some some the rock singing in this. I just have a feeling it's going to be like he's going to be flying, killing people, and he's going to be like singing to himself. I just he never passes a, a chance to sing a sweet tune for us. You know. You give me odds right now, I'll bet it. Like is it? It's got to be plus odds in this kind of film. I mean, is it like plus 500? Is it five to one odds? Like, is that, is that, are you? That are Dwayne you The that? Rock Johnson sings in this film? Yes. You're saying you think it's very likely. Well, five to one. I mean, that's plus. It's not favored. Okay. What's another rock Will you trope? Be my... I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
Will you be my book on this? Because I'll place the bet right fucking now. <laughs> no, I will not, Ty. No, I will not. Plus 500, I'll throw some fucking money on the table. No chance that happens, dude. He's going to be playing this fucking serious. This is a big oh, so you're saying it's not going to happen. So you're voting no. Yeah. No chance he sees. This is He's going to be acting it. He's going to be so fucking serious throughout this, trying to be the badass fucking superhero. So you think singing should get higher odds is what I'm saying. It no, like... I like the odds where they're at because I'm betting it. Well, no, but I'm, but it should be like, what, 20 to 1 then you're saying that he'll sing, right? Yeah, not great odds. Like really high odds, like the Angels actually making the playoffs. Bingo, those kind of odds. Got it. All right, well, Black Adam next week. I'm excited, Ty. Um, I got nothing else for you, bud. Yeah, no, that's that's. I'm looking forward to that. I don't have a schedule after that. Usually I'm like, oh, a little teaser ahead of time. Wakanda Forever, that's coming out sometime after that. So we'll probably have two superhero movies in like a four-week span here, maybe three-week span. That's exciting. Very that's a good exciting. time. Yep. Um, that's all I got, though. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.